Welcome to Critical Geeks Podcast. I, Neil Dealey, am with Ryan Perry once again. We're here, Ryan, in the Spencer Mansion. We've been challenged by Mark to spend one night, a full day and a night, in the Spencer Mansion. You can hear the wind outside. It does sound suspiciously like Birmingham City Centre, but it is the Spencer Mansion. And he said to us, we can spend a night in this haunted mansion. He will buy us PlayStation 5s. So here we are in this spooky mansion with the wind blowing on Halloween. But how are we going to fit the PS5 in the Spencer Mansion? Oh, so we'll have to blow it up. <laughs> so, we'll have to blow it up. <laughs> Hopefully the mansion will have a secret laboratory downstairs yes. that we can develop and produce such things. Yeah. Um, yeah, today's Halloween. We don't give a flying shit. I want to. I get, like, I don't, I'm not envious of America very often. But Halloween is one of the times where I am because they go all out for it, which is weird. We're such a crazily Christian country for the most part. They get really excited about a pagan holiday, which is just odd. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I want to, but over here it's crap. You go into like a supermarket and there's some crappy skeleton mask in Tesco. And I'm like, oh. Like the adverts in the minute drove me nuts because every single advert for like Halloween crap is, ooh, do Halloween at home. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck off Sainsbury's. Just because the buyers bought the stock before the pandemic. I'm like, who wants to do Halloween at home? Who, who are you going to trick and treat with? Yeah, just, oh, great. Well, I guess we'll sit and watch a movie and put a costume on. Yeah, thing. I'm in the age where I'm terrified of young kids to trick and treat us now. I'm like, are they going to mug me? Are they going to shout at me? Are they going to egg us? Like, yeah. I know, it was never, it, but you're right. When you watch the American films, there's like, every house in the street there's rows of decorations and everyone's involved and everyone's excited to be involved and here you're just like oh no we're going to get our car scratched or eggs are going to be thrown or I better buy some sweets to appease the youth that's basically what you're doing just like, and, but there isn't a sense of community I guess around Halloween in I know, maybe it's not in America. Maybe it's just this weird Americana bullshit nostalgia thing. Yeah, maybe it's the films. Maybe it not. doesn't exist. Probably doesn't happen in the cities. If we go into New York suburbs, you know, go downtown, it's probably not going to be the same. Yeah, I mean, but think of the hall you'll get. Like, if you live in, like, if you're a country bumpkin in the middle of Ohio, you probably get, like, ten neighbours in your area you can feasibly go to. Whereas if you live in a New York City apartment building that's got 400 apartments in it, you're going to be fucking diabetic in a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd be like, no, can I trick or treat, so... Yeah, but Halloween's not for us. This is going to be the not Halloween special of Critical Geeks. But I like it in theory. Mm. It's nice. Like I watch a horror movie and then I'll complain that all shit nowadays. <laughs> uh, I basically watch Alien, maybe Wrong Turn. But then it's one day. Like I feel like it's almost a waste. I downloaded Alien Isolation to play, but then trade your mates. Do you have to watch a, a, a horror movie? during Halloween? Can you watch them any time of the year? I, mean, I could just watch the news. It's scarier than most movies now. <laughs> Just you shout at me when I play Resident Evil because I play it in the daytime. It's ridiculous. It's not. It's, what? what why? It's, it's, no. You're not used to scare me. We're on a bit of a tangent. This thing I used to find scariest as a kid was Crime Stoppers. Because as a kid, what? Like, what, what the TV Crime Watch. Crime Watch. Yeah, Crime Watch. That was it. The TV yeah. show on DBBC. It used to scare the crap out of me. I'd sit there and watch horror movies all day long and be like, yeah, get them, Freddy. And we had a great time. But Crime Watch would scare the living shit out of me because as a small kid, I'm like eight or nine, I didn't really have a decent sense of geography and don't now, to be honest. But they'd be like, this man has killed four people in the Kent area. And I'd be like, that could be outside. And <laughs> I'd be convinced that all these criminals that I was seeing on TV were actually like in my back garden. And like, it would just terrify me because I think it was the realest moment. I was like, oh wait, these bad people have actually done bad things. Whereas I'm fully aware that Freddy Krueger's not real and Michael Myers isn't hiding in the closet. It, yeah, but it was just kind of shit at me. I just terrified of crime much. Uh, yeah, Halloween for me, again, I, I, 
it's Halloween, I go, oh, I'd, I'd love to get dressed up. I've never been trick and treating. So as that sounds. Never. No, never been trick and treating. Right mm. in all your years. We get what? Well, right. I'm not an ancient oak. <laughs> but if, if I'd have known this last week, we'd be going trick or treating no. tonight. No, never been trick or treating. You wouldn't be getting streets anyway with you know the c word. Um, if people aren't going to be opening doors on trick or treaters now. But no, I've never been. Well, I suppose poke with the letterbox. What? Poke with the letterbox. Poke what? The sweets. What do you have to lift someone's letterbox and go chicken chicken chick, through the letterbox? Like, they just shovel it through. You're like, that's only one fudge, you tight bastard. <laughs> Egg and bastard. Yeah. Um, that, no, that is the weird part of trick or treat that I never like. It's trick or treat. So in other words, it's extortion. Pay me or I'll fuck your shit up. Yeah. Which I always thought was quite funny. But no one, people rarely did the trick. And when people do the district, people get upset, and I'm like, but that's the concept you engage in. Yeah, but what, what is it like? Egg my house repeatedly, or throw some toilet to- toilet paper over the. Well, yeah, it's supposed to, you know, it's not shiv me. Like, it's supposed to be, you know, small and inconvenient. I, want, I just want, if some kid turns up and it's just a shabbing a mask with a hoodie on, I'm going, fuck off. But you can't, you know, so you've got oh, to appease them. I've got a story there. So when we were younger, my friend Tabraze came trick or treating at the door, knocked the door while my aunt was over, and my aunt was very. Well, was um, very principled, I guess you'd say. Mm. Um, so, Tabraze is at the door, and then my nan gives him, I don't know, a Mars bar or something, some chocolate. And he goes, Oh, thanks. Can't I have some money instead? Fucking prick. I knew you were going to say this. We've, <laughs> well, I've had a trick, we've had trick and treaters, and they've just said, Can I have money instead? And I think at the time, like, my dad gave him 50p or something. I was livid. I was like, Don't give him money. Well, my aunt's gone, What? How dare he? Shot off the sofa. Grabbed an apple, stormed to the front door, took the Mars bar off him, and you can have that instead and like it. I just slammed the door, and the next day at school, he was like, Who was that? I was like, It's my aunt. She ran it about you for like two hours. He's like, Well, I'd rather have the money. And my aunt went, Well, you have what you get, and you'll be happy with it. That's just, not what Halloween's about at all. It, wasn't, no. it was hilarious. Just, yes, you just gave him an apple. What I love that it was like, Right, I'm going to take the Mars bar. <laughs> I'll have you give you some fruit. Just <laughs> <Can't> both. <laughs> um, what have you heard the unwritten rule with decorations in the house, though? If there's lot. If there's decorations, out, if, if there's a pumpkin outside, that means you are opening yourself up to trick and treaters, basically. Okay, so you know, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, if there's decorations and stuff, but then you are your yep, trick and treat. Like a social contract, like yeah, oh, yeah basically. If the no lights are on, I mean, I live in an area which is all families and nice kids, young families and kids, so. When you open the door, there's trick and treats, and you see then, oh, there's a mum and dad in the back. You kind of go, oh, look, yeah, you give some sweets, and this is not some horrible, batty fucking kid. Is it really cynical and old that we're basically assuming that we're going to get stabbed every time no, we open the door? No, because I basically live in the ghetto, and you, we don't get trick treaters there, not because they don't want to, but because walking to someone's house is a dangerous proposition. <laughs> like, just rather than knocking someone's door and asking for treats, you don't know who's going to answer. Like, you're probably better off to break in and take what you want out the fridge. It's probably safer than actually asking for it. Um, yeah, it's a shame because you, you, you see the Americanana side of it and it looks amazing and obviously, yeah, we'll get onto the themes and stuff. But, but they like have the f- shit sweets. They do. Sorry, America. But your confectionery's crap. Have you tried a Hershey bar? Horrible. It, tastes like... It actually tastes like boil. It tastes like sick. No, 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 that's... No, have you not read that? It's not quite that bad. No, it is. But they're not... Well, we're spoiled. No, 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 no. I don't mean it tastes like boil. I mean, it has a literal taste and smell that looks identical to vomit and boil. I mean, I have you not heard this? No, I mean, Google it, it after. It Google it. 
Google it afterwards. I guarantee people say it tastes the same as they do when they're being sick. It didn't taste like that to me, but it wasn't nice. But then again, we do live in Birmingham, home of Cadbury. So we are somewhat spoiled, even if... No, I wouldn't say spoiled. We're just at the top of the mountain. We have standards. Yeah, we're at the top of the mountain. But when we went to... I mean, well, I've been to New York twice. And every bit of confection I bought there was just foul. Anything that had chocolate in it, uh, no. I bought... Do you remember I bought what I thought was like a Milky Way or something? And it was a Mars bar... Well, a bit like a Mars bar. It blew my brain. <laughs> I'd rather go hungry. I'd rather go hungry. And it was also expensive. I was like, seven dollars for a packet of Skittles. And I was like, what the f- No. I don't understand how they're all so fat. I do, because like, everything else there is really cheap. Like, all the, the, you know, the, the steak and meat in McDonald's is really, really cheap in comparison. Like, we get, what, four Mars bars for a quid, and they'd get a steak for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, um, yeah, so... Talking of American things, the Xbox Series X is out soon, and the PlayStation Five is a little bit afterwards. Yeah, it's Japanese, it's fine. But um, we you sold your Xbox today? I did. You sold your Xbox today at one of the retail stores in England called Game for credit for store credit. Yeah. Because you've got one on order. My Xbox is coming through Microsoft. I've been doing the Microsoft Rewards website for ages, which I've nagged you lot for so long to do. Yeah. And I feel like now this is my I told you so moment. I got. £200 of gift vouchers from that website from doing very little but we want to talk about how we're paying and blah 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 we're both getting a Series X on launch yep provided mm-hmm. we don't go into lockdown and I can't go pick mine up no no um, they'll find a way to sort it for you the better <laughs> no Boris wait you don't, you can't, you're not feeding the kids but you're not depriving me of Xbox nope. that's too far um there's been lots of videos and people at Digital Foundry and experts of frame rate analysis and heat overheating because apparently there's a room the experts overheating which was bollocks because it was internet trolls and Twitter we won't go into that wasn't that guy who took it apart though and went oh the hard drive's no, hot he, yeah he put no he pulled the SSD <laughs> out he pulled the SSD out while it's being used or it's just been used and he went oh that's warm he went oh that's quite warm and obviously dickheads on the internet were like oh but it overheats well, and like Digital Foundry had like a like a ghost hunting equipment giant analysing heat camera pointing at every inch of it and going look it's this heat and this heat and they went it doesn't overheat <clears throat> it's cooler than the other Xboxes well what that'll be is Sony fans having their usual fanboy reaction like when Microsoft bought ZeniMax and by you know extension Bethesda and they went oh Sony gonna buy Rockstar and it was they just freaked out about it like, yeah. so what you've just you've taken one bit of information out of context and ran with it like plus I mean, we all remember the, the Ring of Red Death from the 360. I mean, yes. what, I had seven 360s that eventually you went kaput. Um, but I, I'd say I'm excited. But the game I was excited for was Halo Infinite, and that's not out yet. Um, not only has it been delayed, not only did it have quite interesting visuals, we'll use the term when it had analysis videos, a lot of pop-up and pop-up in the distance and pop-up up close. Um Nothing that suggested next gen at all. Nothing suggested the graphics cards and the frame rates and the teraflops and all the GPU power in the world. Nothing suggested it was a new game. But the creative directors just left. <clears throat> so Ryan, as okay, fair enough. Um, Ryan, as a Halo fan, I was about to say, like, are you worried? No, I want more Halo. But it, at this point, what? How many years has Halo been around now? Twenty odd years. I want more Halo story. I want more story. I want to know what's going on. I want to save Cortana. I'm not kidding. Um, I just want more Halo. So if if it's not as graphically impressive as The Last of Us 2, fine. It's not in the same style. Like, people don't complain that Borderlands doesn't look like 
the other, you know, doesn't look like God of War. So it's not supposed to. The visual style is deliberately different. Halo has never had a photorealistic style. It's always had like a pastely, cartoony palette to it. So I, I don't, don't think it was the photorealistic style that people were angry about, though. It was the, well, the just standards, just the standards. Yeah, it didn't look very visually impressive. But at the same time, I don't care because what I'm not doing while I'm running around throwing grenades at grunts is going oh, these textures aren't very nice. And oh, the way that light filters down isn't impressive. I don't care because I'm playing the game. The, the gameplay of Halo is why I like Halo. I will still go back and play the Master Chief Collection. It doesn't look great. It's, you know, it looked, it made a bit of an equivalent. Like Master Chief, the Halo Combat Evolved remaster probably looked about the same as the footage of Infinite did. Doesn't bother me. If it looks like it looks like that, I don't really care because I just want more Halo story. I'm not playing Halo to see super sharp graphics. I'm playing it because it's Halo. Yeah, which is a family's fine, but when... As, as that's the problem when people are going like, oh, this is the console, this is the game, and they're like, oh, this is, this is shit. Like it's, it's, a, it's a big, big kick in the balls for Microsoft. To me, I guess it depends on who you're looking at. Are you looking at... Do you hear that? It's a ghost of a police car. It's a ghost of a police car. <laughs> we are in, yeah, like, we yeah. are in Birmingham, they're probably killed. Spencer yeah. Mansion, yeah. Spencer Mansion. We're outside Raccoon City, yeah. It's, it's, Birmingham Jail, that really small suburb that yes. is only in the really really exclusive yeah. Japanese haunted house area. haunted yeah. podcast remember yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yes spooky yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> scary because my hair's going great <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess it depends who's looking at it because I always get confused with, with gaming being as big as gaming is nowadays when this kind of stuff happens I'm always cautious about how much of it is actually just a storm in the teacup because the majority of console owners probably a big percentage on gamers in general aren't what we'd consider gamers they play they're a couple of franchises that they play each year and that's about all they play they play a lot of insert sport of your country so for most of the world it's going to be FIFA but maybe it's NHL or it's not NHL because they're shit or Madden um, whatever Rockstar release that generation and maybe COD like, or a shooter so they don't play a, a well rounded sphere of games so they're probably ending up that actually invested in looking at that much gaming media it's just the game I want's coming out I'll buy it it's why there's so much marketing around games because all it for the casual audience which I use not insultingly just they're casual um, it's important because they go oh look hype and they buy a game whereas I will look at some games that are artistically brilliant and still think it's shit or I'll play games that didn't look contrast was one of my favourite games of recent years yeah yeah you, you really like that visually it's not the most impressive game artistically it's fantastic visually it's great the graphics aren't great but the art style is fantastic so to me art style trumps actual graphics so if Halo looks like Halo and plays like Halo it doesn't have to look brand spanking amazing but the look fits the universe mm. it's a really long way about saying that but it's basically what I mean yeah um, it looked like Halo I think, to be fair you make a good point because when I watched the footage I just went looks like Halo yeah. I didn't know what to expect I didn't know it like I think it's the type of thing where you need it. You need it to see it running on a proper monitor or a proper TV with the initial proper source and be able to go. Oh well, that's different. There's screen space reflections yeah. and ray tracing and all these effect effects and things. I guess. But the, then the most confusing part was knowing what it looked like and what the majority of people watching are going to think and say when they see that footage was. Why did you pick that? But then at the same time, you don't want to end up in a Halo Two mess where you end up having this giant sprawling tank battle across Neil Mombosa and that doesn't make the final game because the Xbox can't do it so I guess it's trying to straddle the line of you don't want to do a Sony and flat out lie on your press conference but you also don't want to undersell what you're doing and I guess in this instance they undersold the visuals but then then I have to go oh that's an old build and it's like why the hell would you you show it you're an idiot Um, yeah it's like Microsoft keep overselling the console and we go to the classic. What are we playing on it? Like when? So when you get your console, you're, are you going to get a midnight launch? 
probably. Just so that I can get it, go home, have a sleep, wake up, play it in the morning. Yeah. Whereas if I if I get up early on the it's either stay up late or get up early is basically my life. Yeah. And I don't mind staying up late. So I'd rather stay up late and get the console, go to sleep, get up, have breakfast, cup of tea, then start playing the console, rather than get up, go to town, collect it with most of the people, come back, then set it up, and then be fine. It's what, it's midday? Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, my face is going to be pressed against the glass waiting for daddy to come back because he's going to buy cigarettes. And I'm like, he'll be here any minute soon. <laughs> Every car or small truck that will be stopped outside. I'll be like, <gasps> a, a small part of me is excited to call you at like 9am on the morning and be like, look, Neil, listen to the sound. It's like, ooh, is it like boots up? And I'm like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and then we'll both complain at our shit LG HDR TVs. <laughs> uh, playing this next, the most powerful console ever. Well, what are like, you going to play first on it? Like, because unfortunately, the... it's <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah, I want to finish the story. Um, I enjoyed it. I'll be worse because I'll probably put on Sea of Thieves and Gears. Then I'll go to the gym. But you bought a PC <laughs> now, so you're one of these master race wankers who are like, oh my god, the Kikiga flops. Ah! But, you, but, I, but the thing is, though, that, like, okay, I'm going to sound like a nerd here, but I've got a TV that can do 100 frames, but it doesn't support HDMI 2.1, so it won't do 120, obviously. But then there's no guarantee. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that... That doesn't mean that the... You, you've got 60 frames and you've got 120. I don't, I don't know... I do not know if the console will do 100 frames because that's just what the monitor's doing. Mm-hmm. I think the, con- the console will see the TV and say, well, it's either 60 or 120. So do I plug up the console to my monitor? But have you got a 4K monitor? No, I've got a 2K 144 monitor. So you basically got to choose frames or... But that's what's happening with some of the games. Some of the games are going to have a higher frame rate but not have that resolution. I've got to find one of these proper charts and say, look, what the games can... What can the games do? There's one on IGN where it said Gears 5 was going to be 4K and 60 frames. I was like, oh, we, I can do that on some games now and if my PC had a 4K monitor I could do better than that on my PC and it's just like you said it's what do I play on it to see the effects I mean I, I don't I, care I mean it's as bad as it sounds I'm almost buying out a habit the new Xbox is coming out I'm buying it yeah I'm the same as you I just so I mean until because Xbox are going down this kind of one library for the life of Xbox essentially so you don't got to worry about buying an Xbox Series X and your Xbox 360 games not working they'll still play I'm kind of like well it's not gonna it's never again gonna feel like the excitement of oh my god I've got a new console because you're still gonna be able to play your old crap on it um, which obviously in Europe is a big deal everyone likes backup compatibility but mm-hmm. until there's actually a game out for it where I'm like oh my god but then you always have that weird hangover on consoles where the new games coming out on it don't look as good or much better than the old games that came on the last gen because of how the tech works it's not. I just. I'm buying it. It's going on the TV. I'll play. No, there. no. I. I was going to get it. Well, I. I probably wasn't going to get it day one with the price. I just because of the Microsoft rewards. And it, it cost me like. Did the consoles literally cost me nothing to buy, because of the swaps and rewards yeah. and stuff. I probably wouldn't have got it on day one. But like you said, when because I'm a bit more into that technology side of it, the frame rates and stuff. Now I want to see what my money's Boy. getting me. I mean, I guess I'm most excited. <clears throat> Obviously, famously, you all know that I didn't enjoy Red Dead Two. And a big part of that was it's... That's been improved. Excuse me. Stupidly long loading screens yeah. at the start of it. So I'm quite excited to reinstall that and be like, right, do I still get frustrated and bored watching sepia wildlife <laughs> and, you know, environmental stuff while I'm playing the game? Because it wasn't the game... Well, 
The gameplay was fine, the characters were all assholes, so I wasn't particularly invested to begin with. But the big thing was, I'm barely enjoying this, and now I've got to sit through this for ten minutes. You can't go make a cup of tea now. No. I mean, you can't go and make a lovely cup of tea. I mean, I've seen Digital Foundry's video of Final Fantasy XV where on the original, on the current Xbox, it takes like a minute and 16 seconds to load in. And on the new console, it takes like 12 seconds. So that's kind of cool. But then I don't really want to fill my SSD with old games, but then there aren't any new games to play. So there's going to be a weird time. Basically, up until Halo Infinite, it's kind of like, well, I bought the console and I've bought it. So I've got one. Yeah. Are you going to get one of the proper SSDs for it? Because remember, you've got the internal memory which does all the fancy shit. Yeah. If you plug in any external hard drive, it will not do the fancy shit. You yep. need the Microsoft SSD, which is about £200. They're expensive. Not at launch. I don't think I'll ever will, need one. It will all depend on how big games are. So if Halo, I mean, what, the Master Chief Collection's 100 gig, Halo 5's like 98 gig, if Infinite rocks out and it's like 250 gig um, so that hard drive is going to feel faster I don't think it will I don't even know PC games at that size. No. Like, I don't think it will ever happen because there's okay it's not going to be one terabyte let's say it's 800 like the Playstation's proven to be slightly smaller so let's say it's 800 for argument's sake how much is COD now 150 gig mm, I think it's closer to 120 I don't know how it's one that. fucking map I well, don't know how you, you install the fucking lot but then everything else will be on a paywall so you've got Warzone you've install. you've got all of Call of Duty installed and then there's like extra stuff you can you can uninstall some multiplayer maps and stuff. Well, yeah, there's another thing. It's like they're, they're saying how certain games are going to have installation, customized installations. So even then, you can cut the size down. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to need that SSD because if you're playing games, if you're just playing your old library, which is the advantage of the Xbox Game Pass, blah blah blah, loads of stuff's going to be shoved on there. You put it on an external hard drive, and some of those games are not going to. We're talking about exceptions of size here with the memory as well, the hundred gig exceptions. Um, so why would you why would you have that many games on to begin with yeah when you got loads of games and we like all sorts of games like indie games and multiplayer indie games and blah 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 I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see anyone needing that SSD I've got a one terabyte console and a one terabyte hard, external hard drive plugged in it's not a solid state drive it's just a standard hard drive that's I think 60% full and I don't play all those games they're just games I'm going to play. Yeah, I have lots of that. I've the, if you looked at what the games I actually play, I'm probably only using 500 gig. But I've got a bunch of stuff installed, so I just go, well, I might fancy playing it. And then, like we were discussing yesterday, that's kind of off topic a little bit, but how I, I just play the same old crap over and over again because I've joined an Xbox Live party, so we all wind up playing the same game, which is normally Warzone. Uh, janky piece of shit that it is. And that's kind of annoying I need to stop doing that but my point is I'm probably not using a lot of space but I've got stuff installed just because I'm like well I'm like why don't I play Space Hulk or Blood Bowl or insert other games workshop game <laughs> and <laughs> it's just what I'm I just went from my into my own list I just installed every games workshop title on there for some reason it's like well I've got the space so it, well, I guess it will depend how big new games are but maybe but then I don't suppose Microsoft are sitting there going oh you'll need to buy these SSD upgrades straight away maybe it's like okay well we're going to have this machine for five years you might need it in three or four years' time if you want one. If I mean, plus again, it's if you want to use that feature. People are acting as if you've got to buy these hard drives. You don't have to buy them. If you're happy to have your old games load at the old speed, well, fine. Just put it on the external hard drive. Just to go yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at my library. I probably probably should have done that actually when I sold the console. But I'll make a list of games that will be need to go on one and need to go on the other. Because when I realise when I go on my games library, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be just 
blobs of colour. So many games on there. Um, but like I said, I would just be like, well, that needs, like, Street Stage 4, external hard drive. Yeah. Minecraft, no upgraded features, because they fucking scrapped that. External hard drive. Uh, Witcher 3, that's going to have an upgraded version. And Cyberpunk, eventually. But yeah, it comes out at some point. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, eventually, right, internal, faster hard drive, the, the solid state drive. Because again, like you said, when you could think of the PC side of it, everything on my PC is on the solid state drive, which is funny. Like, I've got the main hard drive, and then this little solid state drive that's like tiny, just literally sellotaped on part of the board in my console, because <laughs> my PC, because when I was like, oh, where am I going to pull it? It's just there. That's got everything on it, including Windows and everything, because it runs it all faster, but it's more than enough yeah and yeah consoles are a little bit more simplistic and then it's all games but those games are bigger size but there's more than enough I, I, I was like oh should I buy the solid state memory card I don't like how it sticks out the back and it just did you just plug it in it's slightly stuck out the back like I don't like that like it's must be flush yeah it's going to be all flush isn't it like a PC towers are well they're, not, they're giant horrible well they're giant see through Colours were like pipes <laughs> coming off the, the, the PS5 like made from the dwarves of Moria. <laughs> like the, the PS5s became the new objective standard for something that's big. Like Microsoft got mocked and like, oh well, the Xbox is a fridge, so Microsoft turned made fridges look like an Xbox Series X and yeah, sent them to people. That's it's brilliant, like, embracing the meme. But then it's still like, oh, it's a fridge, and it's like, yeah, but you're a coffee table. Like it, the PS5 was insanely huge, and as people been getting sent them, we're seeing more of them. But back to I guess that's just me tangent. But I guess it will depend on how. In, what install sizes are like if games are huge maybe you need one in the future if they're not you ready to worry about it yeah I want it to be I want it to push in and then spring out you know like the old playstation memory cards they were like sticking out yeah. I don't want that I want it to be a smooth unit um, I mean, to me that's just more mechanical shit to go wrong though like if you if you decide you know what, I don't want this and it needs to be spring ejected mm. and then you're like oh wait the spring has gone my SSD is stuck in there great I can't get it out no just to, uh, don't overcomplicate the machine possibly um yeah, uh, PlayStation Five is coming out a week later. Um, Don't care. So me. I just no, no. I get one. I'll get one eventually. I, I mean, I'm ex- I'm hoping that Mark gets one because you know. Do you remember you said about AstroBot? Yeah. It was like, oh, the pad. The rumor is the pad's going to be for AstroBot and show off the features. Would loads. Of, I haven't watched too many videos yet, but one of the uh, the videos showed that the PlayStation Five Dual Sense has got all these like motors in them and speakers, and says that when you are the game's purely made for it. And you, you're walking through water or you're walking through sand or you're walking through mud or grass and they say that the pad feels like it it makes it feel like you're walking through it I don't know how like I don't know how it must be the vibrations in the panels and stuff and it no, I guess like if you're, if you're running on a flat land maybe there's like a resistance thing in the thumbstick so it's normal but then the second you hit water or sand it's like oh wait we put apply a bit of resistance to it so it actually feels like you're trying to push your way through I'm sure it'll be fine but it'll be like most gimmicky features on most be games used? where it'll be that's amazing and fantastic and isn't that really impressive on insert this game just like Connect Connect worked really well for some games and then they'd incor- incorporate features for connecting to other games it was crap so it's like well if the game's not built around you like VR games that are built for VR great and fantastic games they tack VR modes into not as good no. so because some people don't understand how VR works it needs to be a like you said it's got to be a VR specific game you can't just shit on a mode yeah, it doesn't work like that but the controls already features, exist for a reason if I guess some of the first party games will use it it depends how it works I guess um, but is insert third party franchise going to use it probably not No. why not. are Ubisoft laziest company in the world why are they going to suddenly go oh we want to develop extra features for that one console's control pad so it's going to probably be wasted 
And I want to get I want to get my hands on the pad just to see that in action. But I was I'm not going to buy. You can't get them anyway. Everything's sold out in the UK. It's impossible to get them. Um, but like I want to get I want to try a PlayStation Five. Hopefully they'll have demo units in stores, which is probably unlikely in England because we don't have the big superstores like they do in America. No. There might be there might be some tours. There might be some show tours like the events. I mean, because we ain't going to have enough rejects at this rate with um. My PS Five plan COVID. is. Final Fantasy 16. It's yep. like when Clive and his buddies rock up. <laughs> Clive? <laughs> when Clive and his buddies rock up. Was it Clive, Joshua and Jill? I was like, is this the fucking yeah. cast for the... But all the, the is this the cast for the knockoff for the Resident Evils? All the, all the concept art's really nice and reminds me of like War the Lion and Final Fantasy 14. It's all really pretty. Yeah, I'm happy they've gone back to a medieval uh, setting. It looks very Western medieval, but yeah. It yeah, looks... yeah. Not cyberpunk. We don't know... There's a problem with sort of Final Fantasies. I think some of the best ones are when it is in a medieval fantasy setting. I just, I think Final Fantasy VI, you had like the giant steam-powered, steampunky, I guess. It was steampunk, like, robots. I think it was six. Um, seven, yeah, you're just like, oh, no, there's that man with that giant sword. Shoot him with guns. It's like, whack, whack, whack. And I was like, oh, okay, there's like a weird science over magic mm. element going on. So I, I prefer when the game's one or the other. Um... But yeah, 16. It looks like it, it could be interesting. We'll just wait and see. But my plan is PS... They'll, they'll do. Square will release... On Sony will release a limited edition PS5 covered in like cool Final Fantasy decals and I'll get excited and fanboyish and buy it and then do what I did with my Smash Bros. Switch and be like, that's great and then get annoyed that it's probably not worth any more on the aftermarket. <laughs> if I eventually... If I play Final Fantasy 16 and then go, right, just fuck all else I want on this machine. I'm flagging it. I'm not probably going to get any more for it, am I? No. It's not a mint in box. No, so, no, no. You, you, it's the type of thing where you don't even get an advantage of selling it to someone who hasn't had it before. But then most Final Fantasy fans will, will, have got will, it will get one. Um, oh, is, it, is it really cold in here? It's like it's, it's got unnervingly, spookily chilly in the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, it's all these drafty corridors and those doors that open really slowly. Yes. We'll have to be careful. We'll have to be careful. He's getting later into the night. But we'll get talking. That's why I mentioned that because we'll get those PlayStation 5s off Mark. He's going to give us one for spending night in this spooky mansion on Halloween. Suppose. Yeah. I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah. Well, we'll see that. No, wait. I'll believe it when I say it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like most ghosts and shit. People see it because they believe it. Um, uh, what was on telly the other day? They're on telly and it was people who take, have taken pictures and like a holiday home or whatever and then mm. when they've got home and looked at the pictures there's a spooky face in the upstairs window oh. and I was going what a pile of bollocks and, and then my family who are really into this kind of stuff were like no Ryan that's clearly a face and I'm like no the human brain is designed to recognise features and you're seeing a shape and because of how our brains work it's turning that sh- those sh- collection of shapes into a face does it help that you're on a TV show telling you there's a woman in the window like if you just said here's a picture well, it was on this morning, so, you know, high bro, high bro. No, but if you just had a book. picture and said, oh, here's a picture, uh, this, 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 there you go, and you looked at it, you wouldn't see a face, you'd just see a bit of grey. Like, that's known as the grey lady. Well, my, my example was, you look at clouds and see bunny rabbits, you don't suddenly think there's an actual giant fucking bunny in the sky, do you? And then they all talk about you being sarcastic and a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just... People see scared. Like, I don't believe in ghosts. I feel like if ghosts are real, we'd have seen it by now. I don't know. I need to watch Ghost Adventures, whatever the <laughs> fuck you call it, because though they go into a spooky house. And there was some like night vision camera over some little girl's bed that the like, parents had set up. And then it's like little mote of light appears and floats across. And the paranormal experts, if there is such a thing, were like, well, 
what it actually well what it could be is that these cameras only have like a 15 frames per second recording rate yeah so that's like a fly or a bit of bit of dust has gone past yeah, could be a bug and lights hit it it looks like it's like spookily moving but it's just because of the crap frame rate of the camera and I'm like oh a scientific explanation I thought they were power, and then she went, or oh, it could be a spirit from the beyond. Well, it's and I was like, that, yeah. oh. I was like, oh my god, why would you give us the logical scientific explanation and then go, or it could be Mumbo Jumbo? It's probably a ghost. It's not a ghost, they're not real. Well, they must have been. My friend Hannah's convinced past. that ghosts are real, and that there's some ghost in. What stately home does she work at? I've forgotten. She used to work at stately home. And apparently... Oh, this, they're all haunted. There's this bathroom that's yeah. like Martha's bathroom. It's not Batman. Martha's bathroom. Martha. I can't remember <laughs> what the girl's name is, but there's some ghost. I think it was Martha. And like the family who own the stately home wants the, the, one of the like, young people in the family said, oh, we're going to have like a sleepover there. And one of the, the guests use this bathroom and you're not supposed to use Martha's bathroom to the point where all the staff who work in there, as they go into those two adjoining rooms, will go, hi, Martha, leave in there, Martha, and oh, close the doors out of respect to this ghost. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck ever, love? Um, and apparently this kid used the bathroom and I don't like greet the ghost or appease the spirit. Um, and then at the bath, and the doors wouldn't open and he was trapped in there for hours and everyone was terrified and I went wait it's an old like pre-Victorian estate at home and the man had a hot bath in an old room with wooden doors and I went, yeah, and I went so it could have been that the wood expanded and jammed in the frame <laughs> and everyone in the room looked at me like you fucking you fucking stick in the wood prick and were so mad at me and I'm like I just why wouldn't it be that why wouldn't it just be physics as opposed to <laughs> it's a spooky Martha so maybe that's why we don't do Halloween because I'm a cynical old git. Yeah, but we'll find out at the end of this podcast. If if the pod, do you know what's going to happen? We're going to be killed by a ghost, and someone's going to find the footage. Oh like God. the Blair Witch. The only fa- yeah, the only thing worse than a found footage movie is found audio. <laughs> like, right, oh, we do a really descriptive job explaining our demise. And what, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> it just cuts off suddenly. It's like the episode of South Park, the Mark Cloverfield. Oh my God, I'm so startled. I'm startled. It's fucking. I hate that movie. I don't know why everyone loved that film. Did it make any sense? Which one? Cloverfield, the original. Oh, for some reason I thought you meant The Happening then. But that would just with the wind? That would just do the wind. Oh, I remember taking the piss off after that movie going, the wind did it. <laughs> I know, it was with my partner. <laughs> I was with my girlfriend at the time, Ammo. And we came out and just, obvious jokes. Everyone would have made the same jokes. Got a bit windy. I don't know what it is about some movies that are utter shit, but like the pop culture zeitgeist seems to think they're great. Like the, I don't know anyone that actually likes Avatar as a film. But for some reason, no, it's just like global hit. And I'm like, how? There's going to be six more films. And I, I, why? Like, I remember Angry Joe put up a message and he said, here's the first picture of Avatar 2. And it was like a military guy and a scientist woman. I was like, oh, brilliant. They've deviated from the script there. And he just went, who cares? And everyone was like, I really liked Avatar, actually, 15 years ago when it was in 3D. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, I mean... I would suggest that we have to see the film to have an opinion but I don't want to see that film I don't like James Cameron I don't like many of his movies I, mean, it, I don't like his attitude and I don't want to see Avatar it could work out like when we had that pact where like, we would watch World War Z and the Three Musketeers yes, together yeah. because we were both knew we were going to get angry at them and we both wound up enjoying the movies anyway so uh, yeah it could work it could work um, but I don't know how we got to James Cameron and Avatar from, from PS5, PS5 yeah. but um, no, maybe I'm, that's because we're just not that excited for <laughs> PS5. It's just like, no, it's not, it's, it's not like, this is the problem with the two consoles. It's not like a fanboyism thing. Yes, we have a preference towards Xbox. Yeah, I'm not really like excited Mark, for Xbox. Like, prefers Nintendo. Um, but there's not, there's, there's not much for either thing that's coming out that's exciting. 
Like, if I was offered the chance to buy, put down money for a PS5 now, I'd be tempted because the Xbox hasn't cost me anything. So the money I could would have spent goes towards the PS5. But then I'd like, well, I've got to get a PS5 game. So I'll get Astrobot. But that's that's a tech demo game, like you said. And th- what games are we going to play on either console? There's no point buying both consoles now. Just no. wait. Just They're both very expensive. Um, just wait. And then the biggest game I was going to play was Cyberpunk. Which, number one, has been delayed again. Again, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Um, and number two... The upgraded version of Cyberpunk isn't out on release. I will I'll be playing the Xbox One version of Cyberpunk. I will not be playing the Series X version of no, Cyberpunk just, on my Series X. At this point, they might come out the same day. But, <laughs> but I, I'll probably just wait and play the Series X version because at this point, I'm like, right, Ryan, you're buying the console because it's coming out. Like, at this point, that's why I'm buying it. It's coming out, so I'm buying it. it there's no actual reason for me to buy it. Um, so I'm essentially like, well, if Cyberpunk's going to be the first upgraded game with the first game where I'm actually going to kind of I guess see the benefit of having a new machine I'd rather wait and just play it upgraded than play it now because well why not I need something to make the console work yeah um, it's annoying because when I do analyse some of the games or look at the games to be playing they're pr- unless I buy another TV and like I said it, unless it just ups the frame rate which I don't think it will I think the console would detect what your maximum frame is on the television and go nope you're doing one or the other we're not doing an in between thing again like with PCs I can play a game and my monitor can do 140 frames and it will go to 60 70 60 70 blah 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 but it's not locked you know it's not locked to a frame it's unlimited frame rate it's unlocked frame rate or, but I think the Xbox will lock you depending on what you detect your TV is so that way it doesn't fuck around with the frame rates and then the problem is I'm just going to go oh I'm going to put on gears and it's going to be 40k in 60 frames and I'm going to immediately say that's nice that's what it should be in the last console yeah I mean I guess consoles are always going to be chasing PC in terms of tech specs aren't they like it's just just how it is yeah so I guess it's kind of like not having a PC and not being one of these master race nerds you're trying not um, but alright then I've always said to you <clears> that my problem with PC gamers is that they don't tell you what they're playing, they tell you how they're playing it. So it's not, oh, I'm really enjoying playing insert game titles. Oh, I'm playing insert game title at this frame rate, with this definition, with all these bells and whistles, but they spend more time telling me how they're playing it than if they're enjoying what they're playing. I think you've had this rant in every podcast. Which I understand, but what's funny is, you're going to get that with the new consoles now, because, do you know what it's going to be? They're not the fanboys are going to be arguing over. The PlayStation version loaded... Four seconds faster than the Xbox version, and the Xbox fans are gonna go, ah, teraflops are bigger than yours. Yeah, I just be like, okay, like, are you having a nice time playing the game? Fantastic. Yes. Let's talk about that then. <laughs> don't don't care. Like, I'm only. I have probably what did I play yesterday? Toki. No, you don't remember Toki, but it was an old Mega Drive game. No, you spoke. Yeah, you, know, you told me about this last night. I had no idea what you're on about. No. And there's like a. In the room, I mean, it was in the game. So basically, an evil sorcerer wizard chap steals your lady friend, and then you're like, hey, give me my lady friend back. I don't know why I turned to my sister alone then. But <laughs> <laughs> and then he casts a spell on you and turns you into like a prehistoric, like, ape man. And then you basically walk around the level spitting at enemies oh. um, to kill them. And it's quite difficult. I forgot how hard it was. Uh, I don't know if it's a remaster or a reimagining, but I was playing that yesterday, and you like pick up power ups that change your spit. So sometimes you get like big explosive spitballs, and there's one where you like shoot three spits at once, and they all separate out and arc across the screen. And there's one like fully automatic spit where you like, 
Um, and I was playing there last night like, yeah! But I was sat on my Switch, which is the least powerful of the current consoles, and it's obviously going to be the least powerful when the PS5 and Series X come out. But I was playing a game that's essentially, gameplay-wise, 15 to 20 years old, having a great time. I don't really need the bells and whistles. I'm buying the bells and whistles because that's where technology's going. Mm. And when I find a game that does use them really well, I'm sure I'll appreciate it, but... As a launch, I'm like, oh, I'm buying it to play slightly improved versions of the games I'm currently playing. This is the point where if Mark's listening to this podcast, he laughs because he goes, fucking told him so. He did. But he's right, but he's right, is that you can have all the hardware in the world, but without the software to push it, what's the point? Well, I mean, essentially I'm buying it, because I don't have it, I buy buy consoles on day one. I I have to, that's what I like to do. Um, and I will be annoyed in like March when Halo Infinite comes out and suddenly the Series X is 50 quid cheaper and I'd be, and I'll be really annoyed. Oh, if there's a Halo version of the console, do not fucking buy it. What's embarrassing is if you've seen the unboxing, I know they're boring, but if you've seen the unboxing videos of um, the Xbox Series X, this is not a rant of consoles, but the PlayStation 5 is just, it's just in a box. Yeah. In a normal box packaging. The Xbox One X, I won't spoil it for you in case you win your order, but it's it's fucking fancy the unboxing you're like oh my god look at this shit like it's presented nicely but on the outskirts of the box there's a big fucking picture of the Master Chief in Halo Infinite because oh. obviously it was supposed to be That's there's the game taking my fanboy yeah. bollocks there's the game. Like... do you know when like you buy a console well the older consoles and they'd be like the game they'd like you buy the console here's your launch game everyone gets this launch game it's in the yeah. box uh, obviously with Game Pass now that's what Infinite was supposed to be or the console you go there's the chief series X power your dreams chief dreams X power power the dreams of X series X and dreams what's chief's dreams he'll be... power them on the infinite oh. nope he fucking won't because he's delayed I'll, I'll just be opening the box going ba-ba-da-ba ba-ba-da-ba just pretending I'll get my <laughs> you're going to play Halo 1 I'll get my Master Chief collection helmet out and be like yay oh there <laughs> you go isn't Master Chief collection going to be 125 or something yeah oh, it's going to be but again like, I'm sat here excited to play Halo again <laughs> I'm basically turning into the PC gamers that I hate. <laughs> I'm playing Counter-Strike 1.6 now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sat there going, I'm playing a game from 20 years ago with 120 frames before. It fucking should be higher frames, yeah. But yeah, it should be, but I, uh, I guess I'm excited in the sense that it's a new machine, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm buying it now. It's going to be cheaper in six months and then the game I actually wanted to buy it for will be out. Yeah, uh, I mean... But again, I haven't spent any like, actual currency on the console, so I don't really care about that. I've got it. I've got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Once you got it, you got it. I mean, you'd much rather it on day one than watching everyone else have fun, getting FOMO over there. I don't really do FOMO, but well, I do. You do. But I mean, I'm. I mean, you said you weren't going to get one. I told you I pre-ordered mine, and you went, "I'm going to get one." No, 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 no. <laughs> I did it because of the rewards. Cool. I did it yeah, the yeah, rewards. that's why. Yes, yeah. And you completely changed yeah. your mind. No, nope, did it because of the yeah. rewards. But no. Yeah. I don't know what's been going on in the week because we're still I mean, what in ten days time we'll have our new consoles. Yep. Unless we go to write down and you'll have yours and being a smug prick about it. <laughs> you can come <laughs> out and play. It's fine. It's total warhammer all over again. <laughs> um, so yeah, the consoles are coming out. Um, uh, there's been a uh, there's been a closure of cinemas in England, so we can't really talk about films. Well, some cinemas. Cineworld have been pansies and are closed continually. Yeah. And then Odeon are open at weekends. Not that it matters. This is the thing, so we can rant about this, about our, cin- our preference in cinemas closing. But there's no films out that have delayed everything for a ridiculous, some of them ridiculous amounts of time. Like April and May next year. Yeah, look, what, Black Widow went back for a year? Was it? Oh. Went back for a year? It's... it's I'm getting we, more, more we won't go in, Black we're, not, we're not going to go into an anti-lockdown, only COVID thoughts and that kind of thing. It, it is what it is. But... Would you happily watch any of these films at home digitally streaming like Disney have offered 
or no, would you but, rather be at the cinema? I, my preference is always at the cinema. I enjoy going to the cinema. Would I watch them streaming at home? Yes. Will I give Disney 20 quid to watch one movie? No. And it's not because I think that's... Well, I don't think it's too much. It, to me, it's a... Disney are a family company. They're family orientated. They're looking at the price of cinema tickets and how much it costs for a family of, say, four to go to the cinema and then going, right, if we say 20 quid, that's cheaper than them going to the cinema and they can watch it at home. Let's say, hypothetically, it's £10 a person. So, yeah. Oh, it's half price. Yeah. It's five a person, the whole family, and they can get their own snacks, whatever, because Disney doesn't give a shit about cinema food because they don't... Don't make money on it. They wouldn't do anything, yeah. yeah. So... In my mind, it's, it's great for the family. If, you know, wife and kids want to watch a movie, you can sit down in a bargain. Fantastic. But for, you know, old Disney nerds like me who are sat there by themselves, I'm not giving you 20 quid to watch a movie on demand, especially when I've got a Cinema World membership that's 20 quid a month and it just everything's included. So, no, I won't be. I'm, I'm, I'm them putting stuff behind paywalls and subscription services sets a worrying precedent for me because I'm already paying your subscription. Why have I then got to pay extra? I was worried that Mandalorian Season 2 was going to be like, oh, well, now it's premium Disney Plus Plus. Oh, ne- Netflix have raised their prices in America. No, I think everything's gone up by a dollar, but I think the 4K, 4K subscription has gone up by like 2 or $3 no, a month, okay. which is, well, okay, here's how you can say You can go, oh, it's only a dollar, but like if they've done it, to, what, two or three times now? Yeah. Do it again. Well, yeah, I mean, what, to me, there's like, what content have they got that's worth paying it? I mean, I've got an Netflix subscription and I'm still like, what? Like, I keep meaning to cancel it because I don't watch anything on there. I basically watch Disney Plus because I'm a giant Disney nerd and it's got all the Star Wars stuff on there. And it's just, I mean, you know me. I like Marvel. I like Star Wars. I like Disney. There's nothing on Disney Plus that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't watch that. Even like the old Disney, I'm pop, I might watch that so racist. Simpsons, Simpsons, Simpsons is on yeah, there. Yeah, Simpsons is on there. Um, is Futurama on there? No. Nah. Well, I thought Futurama was on there for some reason. Um, if it is I'll be watching it later. there's I'll original content yeah um, Jeff Goldblum Je- yes world. I was going to say isn't Jeff Goldblum the LARPing episode that you watched was that, that was fantastic it was, the problem with Jeff Goldblum is he's so sincere that he almost comes across as insincere like he was walking <laughs> like he's around taking the piss yeah it's like he gets attacked by an assailant he's like oh, what happened and he, he looks like he's hamming it up but he's not he's just Jeff Goldblum um, the LARPers were quite funny because I've I've never been LARPing I've been offered to go LARPing several times and I always refused because all the sites they've offered me to go to and you're not allowed to thrust with your weapons it's just you know slashing and as a person who's fenced before I'm like well, nope I want to poke him uh, be, so, a wiz- be a wizard oh yeah great be a wizard I, I'm already nerdy enough rolling dice and Ryan. going I've casted the spell of Vermintide <laughs> I'm not going to run around the field and then chuck confetti at someone and be like Dang master Dang master my confetti hit him in the leg and he didn't take a crit like I'm, I'm sure it's more fun than that and I'm sure that like I've got friends who laugh and they're not that well they are that nerdy but in a charismatic way um, Ryan you've got long hair and a long pointy beard you've got to be a wizard don't want to be a wizard you've got to be I've got short brown hair and a bit of stubble what? I'm an heroic what hero character LARPers would hate me because I'd want franchise LARP so I want licensed LARP I don't want to like oh you're the grand wizard of Excelsior Prime or whatever I'd be like what the fuck is that like, <laughs> like I've got to get into someone else's world what I want is Gay's Workshop to be oh like my God, oh my god yeah turn up as like a Slanesh wizard and be like if you fuck I will give you power <laughs> just be like let me lick you for points <laughs> <laughs> you banned immediately I'd be more inclined to dress up like a beast man and run around the woods if Games Workshop put a sticker on it and went it's official because I'd be like yeah I'm part of the world 
Well, not the Age of Sigma world. Okay, I guess old world yeah. LARPing. Yeah, good one. Good, yeah. <laughs> but, but actual LARPing's never... I don't know, we've got to this. Actual LARPing's never... <laughs> Jeff Goblin, we did Oh, yeah, Jeff Goblin. So, that was entertaining. But it's, Disney Plus is full of great content, yes. so I don't mind paying what I'm paying. And Mandalorian Season 2 started, and the first episode was fucking fantastic. Even if I got ridiculed for being a nerd the entire time we watched it. So, spoilers ahead. Um, but it starts off, and... The Mandalorian being on Tatooine when he's mentioned and I went fet fet fetty fet 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 can I use your subscription later to watch the first episode yeah good right so should so don't not have too many spoilers then no it's all spoilers oh okay right. so <laughs> I'm sorry. so well I won't tell you actual spoilers I'll just like, a bit almost like out of context spoilers yeah. but they mentioned the Mandalorian on Tatooine and obviously everyone's Star Wars nerdy brain immediately goes fet it's fet and then, it's fan service. It's, it's fan service. And then the guy was, oh, Chris, I was watching it with, was like, isn't he dead? And I'm like, no. It was hinted in the aftermath novel that was released several years ago that he escaped because some Jawas had some Mandalorian armor on their sand corner. And where the fuck would Jawas get Mandalorian armor if it wasn't from Fett escaping the pit? And it was just hinted at. And he was like, nerd. And then later on the episode, there's a giant beastie in the sand. And I went, it's a Craig Dragon! But it's a Craig Dragon! It's a Craig Dragon. Which doesn't mean that you think you should know what that is, but I'm like, anyway, nerd. And then there's a, the character who has the little droids from the prequels who helps fix the ship, you know, the woman who likes baby in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird reminds me of Ripley for some reason from Alien, don't know why. Oh, everyone said that, it's a pun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then she's got an R5 unit that looks like the same R5 unit that blows its motivator in a new hope. And I'm like, it's the R5! And I got really like, nerd! <laughs> oh my uh, god, you're everything what I said about Rogue One. Yeah, so I just sat there having a great time of all these references, and then Chris went, his, his speeder bike's built out of one of, thing, one of Anakin's pod racer engines, which I'll be honest, was so obvious I didn't think to mention it. I was just kind of like, well, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> but snob. it's a great episode. Uh, it's, better, it's a better episode than all of the first season. Because my issue with the first season, it very much felt like, well, overall I loved it, very much felt like we might not get to do another one. So we're going to basically make like genre of the week episodes you'll have the heist episode and the western episode and yeah. this episode and they all felt very disconnected and I was also concerned that the child not calling it Baby Yoda the child um, would be the focus of everything because marketing and yay and I don't want it to be like I understand that his quest is to get the child wherever he needs to go but at the same time I don't want everything episode to be look at the little green thing I want it to feel like its own episode and this episode felt like it had almost nothing to do with the child. The reason he went to the Tatooine in the first place was related to the child, but it was on camera occasionally for like the, I'm going to call it the casual audience who are almost like, I've not seen it in four minutes, man. Oh, look at the ears. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't give a shit about the child, to be honest. I'm like, you're happy seeing a, right, this is my problem with Star Wars. We were discussing over about Star Wars. When we are walking, uh, walking to the Spencer Mansion through the woods, the fucking dogs... I can't discuss. I couldn't discuss things and run away from dogs at the same time. So it was difficult. Don't you know. go there. It's dangerous. What? Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, that was delivered too much life to be Resident Evil way back then. Almost a jail sandwich. <laughs> I'm a better actor than they were. Um, Hope this not Chris's blood. I love it. You can't. Like, you know, remaster, get... remaster Resident Evil and put the original audio in. Yeah, current gamers are spoiled because they see shit like voice acting now, and it's normally like a crap. English dub of a Japanese game and they go oh that's rubbish it doesn't even there's no emotion in it and I'm like please please go back to our youth where rare games were bubbly fluidy pop pop it's just like you don't know you're born <laughs> fuck Laura Taylor I'll do it I'll be cheaper yeah. um, what was I talking about <laughs> yeah Star Wars Star yeah Star Wars yeah. anyway so I was saying how my problem with Star Wars is everything's got to be Star Warsy, and I like the Mandalorian because it wasn't Star Warsy. Yeah. it's just 
in things Star set in Star Wars with Star Wars imagery is basically more to me. No one's got about fucking Jedi's or Destiny or their uncle was their family linked to the lightsaber or a giant thing that was a thing. No one gives a shit. So I liked I liked episodes of just things happening. So I don't like I, said, I don't give a shit about Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda to me is a link to the Star Wars, which I find overdone and boring. Um, I liked Mandalorian because it wasn't Star Wars, but it was in Star Wars. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, well, that's why that's what a lot of the expanded universe stuff is. Most expanded, the good expanded universe stuff doesn't really fucking mention Jedi's or the Skywalkers. Like that's why I hated the whole is Rey Skywalker. Oh, she's a fucking Palpatine. It's like I don't care. I don't need every facet of Star Wars to be related to five twats. Like I don't. I don't. Like, I'm, there's a giant galaxy. Like I'm sat in there. Like, the biggest reaction that a Star Wars movie got out of me in recent history was watching Solo, and then. The character, well, I can't remember the character's name there, but she went, we could have called Busk. And I went, yeah! Because <laughs> I, I love Busk. And I was like, I don't need it to be all related to that. If you ask most Star Wars fans their favourite Star Wars character, they don't say any of the main cast because they're a bit boring, aren't they? <laughs> Let's face it. Like, well, they are fantasy heroes in their aspect, but. Um... But yeah, Mandalorian, you, you were like, oh, it's a Mandalorian? Like, they could have easily had the Mandalorian be every episode. He's got to go get his bounty and put him in some carbonite. And it's like, oh, no, yeah. just pandering shit. But, like, for example, when you had the, um, like the leader of the, 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 the sect, uh, the Mandalorian, in one of the episodes, she's, like, she's taking the, uh, the, what, the currency, the imperial currency, these big bricks, and smelting them down, which I didn't really understand how, like, it's Beskar, so a rare Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal. So yeah, I remember, yeah. Sorry, I remember it being like it was currency to the Imperials, but it was important, culturally important to them because they used it for their armor. So as she's melting it down, she's she's very calmly explaining why the, the this is the way it is, and she's doing it by the way of the the their cult, not cult, I'm sorry, sect. I guess. Well, I suppose so. Say they be cultish, and they're you know they kind of that is this is the way, and the, all the 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 usual beats you would hit in a kind of this is their way this is their culture this is how they do things and it's done for a reason and you're like this is really interesting and at no point did come in and someone walk in and go and use the force or wave a hand at someone I was saying to Laurie yesterday about what I really like about the Mandalorian is that all the Mandalorians you can't actually do in the inverted commas but you know that's what I'm doing they they don't know a whole lot about Mandalorian culture. They always go, it's a creed, not a race. And I'm like, yeah, it's both, but fine. Um, what I like about it is that they don't really know that much about Mandalorian, so everything they're doing is kind of like, uh, it's a hunch. So it's entirely possible that there's a bunch of Mandalorian texts out there that all have giantly different interpretations of the Mandalorian culture. But I'm also like, where are the actual Mandalorians? Where's Sabine? Uh, surely at some point Sabine's got a rock up and be like, the fuck are you on about? Of course, you can take your helmet off your twat. <laughs> just be like, it's, it's, it's not just a they feel like, you never take off your helmet. And it's like, yeah, Mandalorians did that all the time. In the first season, they mentioned the Mandalore Wars where they were fighting the Jedi. And I'm like, that's a, that's a nice deep cut going yeah. back to like the Old Republic. That's pretty cool. But they don't seem to know that much about Mandalorian culture themselves. So it's almost weird. It's almost like the Mandalorians are cosplaying Mandalorians and it's just odd. But I like that because it, you're in this giant galaxy where you know Chinese Christmas is bad enough in a city let alone across an entire galaxy so I quite like that it's not they don't feel exactly Mandalorian-y because they don't they're just playing at being Mandalorians they're not 
Mandalorians. Because mm. to be Mandalorian, you have to be accepted into Mandalorian culture, traditionally by a Mandalorian. Mm. So it's like, well, who's the who's the prime Mandalorian? Who picked? Well, anyone could do that. You could just like tag your it, tag your it, tag well, your it. Essentially, like I mean, is Sabine out there somewhere trying to? Really, obviously, I'm a big Star Trek Rebels nerd and love Sabine. So I'm like, where's Sabine? Put Sabine in it. Um, where's everyone else in Star Wars? Like, put Fett in it. Put Fett in it. Um, which is, there's lots of hints at Fett in the the first episode of yeah. season two. Um, I mean, there's there's some very fucking you know there's some banter size fucking hints. Um, we've had too many spoilers, I guess. But if it's not fair, people are gonna be pissed because they've been cock teased so badly. Yeah, they've already come. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the internet, like the fan base is like, it's fair. I was bouncing around on my chair going, that's fucking fair. There's no way that's not fucking fair. If that's not fair, people are gonna be pissed. Well, how? But would it make? Yes, it would make sense. Basically, oh, okay. Timeline-wise, Boba Fett was cloned, and he specifically was an unaltered clone, so he would age at a normal, natural rate. Mm. So he'd be of the right age now for that character as an episode to be Boba Fett. People are like, is it a clone? I'm like, it can't be a normal clone, because they're all fucking aged out by now. They'd be fucking ancient or dead. Because, I mean, Rex is in Jedi... And he's like one of those ret- like retcon things where in originally Star Wars it was a white beardy old man in Star Wars and then yeah. after Star Wars they went no that's Rex that is look that's what, that's who he is oh, and it's okay, like well yeah. he was I mean he was Barry originally wasn't he, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Rex uh, but he'd be really old and you know grey and old because of the clones accelerated engine so it could be fair but if it is fair what's going to be funny is people are going to be salty because all he has to do is one remotely not fan fiction effect thing yeah and let's be honest if there's any franchise that fans have built up nothing from to their own image it's Star Wars and it's Boba Fett yeah like it's we... Boba Fett Boba Fett and Darth Maul no Darth Maul's a badass uh, yeah but okay Darth Maul's We've a got, more, more extended universe stuff yes. Boba Fett I think some Boba Fett books when he, like, he canonically escapes from the pit but like yeah the original they've built him up with this badass and if you actually look what he does in the films an empire stands around and then gets given Luke yeah. literally as a brick well, it's like in that. Jedi he's there to fuck prostitutes in Jabba's palace and get drunk to tango, and yeah. then wraps some string around a Jedi and falls in a pit that's well, basically what he does it's like that epic rap battle to history that's Deadpool versus uh, Boba Fett and one of the lines is you had five lines in the trilogy and one of them was ah <laughs> and it's just it's like when Akbar gets killed and everyone was like Akbar's dead and I'm like we decided they were cool. Yeah. No, Star Wars never told us they were cool. All Star Wars needed was a figurehead leading the fleet. And that was fat. Yeah. And then, not well, that. Akbar, yeah. Akbar. And, and then, they'd go, right, put this fishy bastard in, who looks exactly the same as other fishy bastards. So we'll give him some lines. There you go. The, 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 the fan base decided they were cool. And I guess to some part, extended universe stuff lent into it a bit. Yeah, yeah of course um, it did. Like me, Bosk. No one, no one at Star Wars said that Bosk was great. But like seven year old me saw a lizard man in space and was like, sold, he's now officially the best. Like, look at everyone's like, IG88 is the best droid Yeah, I was ever. about to say that. I was about to, they, they go, oh, I love IG88. Even, though in, the, even though in the original films, he's the stiffest looking thing in the world. It's like, what's he going to do to kill people? And then that first episode of Mandalorian, oh my fucking God, it's like Red Dead Redemption 2. He's dead eyeing people left, right, and centre. But IG units are pussies. Because they're not, because they're not HK forty seven. Yeah, they're not HK forty seven. The best droid ever. Who isn't even canon anymore? 
But oh, I sound like a right nerd. But he, <laughs> <laughs> he's a nightmare. Forty-five minutes in, you should do. He was, he was, you know, I, I adore HK forty-seven, and anyone who's a Star Wars fan that hasn't played Knights of the Republic wants to give himself a slap because it's the best Star Wars game of all time, and they should. But my point is, I, I'm just concerned for, I guess, the series and the people making it, especially with the way toxic fandoms get on the internet mm. nowadays. Is if it is fat, will people like or hate what they've done? And if it's not fat it would be almost worse well, because there'll surely, be and surely basically if you, I haven't seen the episode but I can already I've already got Twitter spoilers anyway so we've said spoilers at the start but I, I'm assuming you see hints at Boba Fett and then you see a guy in the Boba Fett armour and I'm guessing you probably see his face you see and then I'm guessing there's no I'm guessing the episode doesn't tell you that that's Boba Fett which is why they should just leave it at that there's someone's got Fett's armour <clears throat> that I don't remember ever having this little LED display in the tip but it's in this episode and I'm like did he have that originally? I don't remember him having that and then at the same time I never noticed that C-3PO's legs are different colour to the rest of him which my ex-girlfriend noticed and teases me about it relentlessly <laughs> oh Star Wars nerd what colour is C-3PO's leg and she deletes me all the time but still um, but yeah so someone else has got Fett's armour someone who's very clearly not Fett yeah and then you have the episode pans out you have some great moments it's a really cool like the, the way it's shot some of the bits are shot are really really cool lots of sand people in it which made our friend Lee happy because he loves sand people because they're you know angry and hermity and don't talk to anyone so I'm sure Lee's looking at them going what a life because <laughs> 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 they just, just lead to a team. Um and then at the end there's a guy on a cliff and he's got like he's got like a sand person weapon and bits of armour but not looking right in Mandalorian and then he he's not facing the camera then he turns around and it's a clone it's someone who looks like one of, it looks like Django basically it's yeah. that actor so clearly it's a clone clearly Boba Fett is it a CGI identical one or is it someone who's a bit older no it's, it's the actor so is it the young is it the actor the young kid actor from the prequels probably the same person I don't know he just I mean I guess it's the same I don't know but he looks it's clearly fat yeah but that's why they haven't said it's fat and until you know media tells you how it does a character they could do anything to be like it's not really fat they might not even ever have to bring him back up because why does uh, I don't know if I'm happy about this because it's kind of fan bait jumping the, jump the shark a bit because they're going to be like the Mandalorian and the Boba Fett show it's like no 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 no, it, no don't drag that it out that will annoy me because I'm like what the fuck does Boba Fett know <clears throat> about Mandalorian culture he spent most of his early years on Kamino with giant lanky gangly people mm. and then I mean in terms of canon currently he was most of his fucking bounty hunter skills he was trained by like Bosca and Aura Singh and Cad Bane and other bounty hunters taught him how to be a bounty hunter he just had the armour and then yeah and I don't remember I mean I've not watched all the Clone Wars yet but I don't remember seeing him ever spend much time on Mandal around that culture so why do you need to go see Boba Fett? Because as technically, as far as Mandalorians go, he's not really a Mandalorian. And also, <clears throat> I haven't seen the episode, I'm, I'm theorising. It could be just some fucking guy running off the name. Maybe some gunrunner or some rogue like mercenary or whatever, who's just like, oh fuck, I can pretend to be Boba Fett because don't see the face. But yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, there's that, I mean, real world example of that being Robin Hood. There's, there's like no one no historical source can agree who Robin Hood is and it actually at one point just became a pseudonym that yeah, criminals, criminals used yeah. because it was oh yeah I'm saying that in I'm Robin Hood because it was like well I don't need to use my real name because I just have Robin Hood it just became yeah. a, a, a code name I guess yeah. but it was a good episode I enjoyed it uh, I like that it's dropping weekly instead of you call me an old man for this yeah. I like that it's dropping weekly because I like having something to go oh it's going to watch we tried the Disney Plus feature called Group Watch 
which is basically it just syncs all of your you join the group watch and it just syncs the feed so you all watch it at the same oh, time I didn't know that did that so that's really good you can press pause if I pause it it will pause it for so all of us did you and Chris watch that yeah, so that's, really good. that's a really good idea you remember, I'm like, what's the fucking point I was can't get no, stupid that's a great we just idea. press play at the same time and then after doing it I was like that was really good to be because fair. I, we've said this before and I said oh well oh, there's a, we should all watch a film on whatever Netflix or something like a new film and then go in the party, but then you'd be like, oh, everyone starts stuff. We've watched live streams of game reveals and conference reveals, and someone's always two or three, four seconds ahead. Yeah. So it's gra- that's a great idea. Oh, really it's a nightmare when we stream ice hockey, because if you, a couple of seconds either side, like go, yeah, you go, oh, great, you scored. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so it, it was good. It was a good first episode. I'm excited yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, I just, just have to wait and see, really. It's more Star Wars, so I'm always excited. Just I would rather watch everything in one go, but then... Yeah, okay. it, it, I'm used to just binging. Yeah, I guess. I guess so that we just consume media now. I'm more excited for all the High Republic stuff, to be honest. All of the, the kind of new setting for Star Wars and all this expanding universe fiction is, what, 500 years before the original trilogy when the Republic was at its height and there were Jedi everywhere. And I'm excited for that because, again, I like the universes. I'm not particularly attached to the set characters so I don't mind like, my favourite Star Wars character of recent years after Sagal well, no probably more than Sabine now I guess would be Dr. Aphra who's a Indiana Jones style out for herself but heart of gold really archaeologist who kind of runs yeah. the galaxy fucking pull over yeah. she's fantastic I would have fucking jizzed my panties if we got an Aphra movie because she's amazing and more people more Star Wars fans need to get to know this character because she's so much fun so, again, I don't really need... You don't need to give me a movie or a TV show. Just give me more Star Wars and I'll read it. I'd like some of it. No, I mean, as someone who's more the film... But the thing is, actually, I... No, even before I met you, I read the Rogue Squadron books. And I read a lot of Star Wars books as, like, quite a young kid. But, again, the Rogue Squadron books were very much, like, Band of Heroes in X-Wings. It was very Star Wars-y, I guess, to me. But, it's like I said, I like The Mandalorian because I'm not watching what I think is Star Wars. Mm. I do not watch that show and go... Oh, there's Star Wars traits. They're hitting Star Wars beats. There's Star Wars acknowledgements. There's just Star Wars imagery and the occasional word. It doesn't, to me, feel like, sound like, or look like a Star Wars product. But I'm still interested for the Star Wars that it does give me. Well, yeah. You see some stormtroopers and they just walk in the background and you go, oh, the, you go, oh, the stormtroopers. Where you don't go, oh, stormtroopers. Oh, Star Wars! <laughs> but no, I mean, it's like I've always said to you that I'm I'm a Star Wars fan, and when I say I'm a Star Wars fan, I mean I'm a fan of all Star Wars. Mm. Not necessarily in the sense of I like it all, but you can give me a shit trilogy, and I'm or a trilogy I don't like, and I'm not going to go I'm fucking done with Star Wars because there's still comics and books and TV shows that I can enjoy. Like I didn't like the prequels when I saw them as a kid. Don't particularly have much care for them now. But I still like the original movies. I still like the comics. I still like the games. So Star Wars as a franchise, I'm a Star Wars franchise fan. If you give me this, a part of it doesn't hold up to the rest. Doesn't matter because there could be a million people out there. Look, one example of this is the last Star Wars celebration. Twenty years from the Phantom Menace, um, the guy who voiced Jar Jar came out and being yeah that face you've just I, I rolled my eyes yeah I was like. Oh, Jar Jar. And he walked out and the whole place erupted and went mental. And I was like, don't we all hate Jar Jar? <laughs> and then realised, no, because there's an entire generation of kids that they were their first Star Wars yeah. movies and they will fight to the death to tell you that Star Wars the prequels are amazing. And then yeah. there's all the old fans going, no, it's an original trilogy when no one could sword fight properly. Yeah, so I think like every week we should talk about Mandalorian. 
Yeah. Uh, we should watch it all. Anyway, if wants to come on, Chris wants to come on, Chris will remember the Lord. I think Mark's, star, Mark's not a Star Wars fan, is he? he doesn't really do Star Wars. He's never interested in but Mark would tell us why. Well, Mark's never like, Star Trek is clearly better than Star let's not, Wars. Let's not get into a Star and Trek he Star didn't Wars even, conversation. He didn't even explain why. It's, it's better, is it? Because Deep Space Nine's a pile of wank. The original series is fucking boring. And I was like, well, I, I think it's. You don't hear people slag off Star Trek. And the, ah, hang on. But the people who hate Picard and Discovery are now in the minority because Star Trek is such a long franchise. Because people watch Picard and go, oh, it's brilliant, brilliant, because it's more actiony and more like a, a real TV show. Um, so they are quite popular. Do you want, do you want some salt? Here's some salt. Do you want, give me some, some salt. Star Trek Throw some salt in my eyes and wounds. Yeah. Star Trek and Star Wars have one thing in common now, and that's J.J. Abrams fucked up their movies. <laughs> It's all out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, look, um, lens flare! Oh! <laughs> fucking. Fucking. Oh, I'm so salty. I, I, I'm not normally a salty nerd. I'm normally quite chill. But when I was watching Rise of Skywalker, cause it happened to be on telly about I was so fucking salty. And I was sat there watching it, and then my brain went, It's like in that fucking Star Trek movie where in the same movie they fucking say that physics still work, even you're still. Lots of things when you teleport someone, so they'll still have the same velocity they've got when they teleport so they can't teleport someone who's falling because they'll hit the Smash teleporter deck at the same yeah. force they're moving at and in the end of the movie well the zebra lady whatever the fuck she was and Kirk <laughs> she's like white and black and stripy I can't remember I don't remember that <laughs> yeah. and then they're on a motorbike or whatever for some reason because motorbikes in space and then they fly in at like 50 miles an hour across the screen get teleported and then fall straight down and I'm like your movie already told me they should be splattered against the wall in Star Trek they would have figured it out that's the beauty of Star Trek. They'll explain to you, they'll, they'll figure it out, and they'll tell you how they figured it out, but they're just talking nonsense. Oh, so you just accept reverse it. Reverse the polarity yeah, of the Lithium crystals. It. It's yeah. like, oh! <laughs> so I think the problem is Star Wars has been shut on from a great height recently, and Star Trek has been shut on by the, the more hardcore classic Star Trek fans. But they've been brushed to the side by people just watching Star Trek as fun exciting badass action show and some Star Trek fans are but, happy with that so it, that's why this is why nerds don't like casuals because people have a long standing relationship with a franchise and then new contents get released that doesn't stand up or and they sit, they're, they're pushed out of the way like, I'm not a big Star Trek fan I've, I dabble Voyage is probably my favourite series I like the next gen but I've never sat down and like oh watched, next gen's much better than Voyager never actually sat and watched all of the next gen <laughs> to know how it stacks up much better than Voyager but from what I remember Picard doesn't like data. But then in Picard, Picard's like, oh, I always love data. He, he has a complicated relationship with data. But yeah, Picard implies that they're like, they fucked. What? Well, you know, not literally. Like They were like emotionally hey. bonded as best friends. And look, he's one of the best friends. No, no. That sounds like it no. reaches the prime directive. No, to me now. Picard, if you watch Star Trek Next Generation, Picard is very professional with everyone. French, um, English. Yes, um, <laughs> he's very professional with everyone, and he's slightly guarded, which is why he, he's clearly in love with um, uh, the Doctor. Why, Doctor Crusher? What, when Count to the Troy is right there. Don't even start. No, don't even start. It's the ultimate no, Star Trek debate. Who's hotter, Doctor Troy or Beverly Crusher? Well, there we go. There's the question. Anyway, but he's clearly, clearly in love because there's lots of episodes where they start where they're having breakfast together. And oh, because like, that means we had breakfast this morning. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, we just start with us in there, didn't it? <laughs> No, but it's in his quarters, and it's clearly implied that they've like in the first season. It's clearly implied that they're fucking, and they like each other, and it's like hinted it. And there's one of the last episodes of the season. They literally come out and say, "Oh, why did we not 
get together like we're cleaning love and it's like well it doesn't work it wouldn't work or whatever and you feel sorry for him and the last scene of Star Trek Next Generation is he sits down and he plays a game of poker with all the rest of the crew because and he says oh I should have done this a long time ago and that's how it ends oh perfect ending <laughs> whatever it's a 25 year show um, <laughs> and in Picard he's like saying how there's the bond between him and Data and there was it was always a strong relationship and bond and no it just wasn't <laughs> I'm sorry for that. it just wasn't Picard is fan service so how long, Picard's fan how service long after be... next gen finishes is Picard set maybe, oh god ages maybe he had time to get really tight with Data maybe no, like no. Like, maybe when they went to like spring break together or something no did have a space no space? just no. no maybe maybe Q did it Oh, shut up. Maybe two just went, bam, they're your best friends. Um, like, for example, in, in Generation as well, they, the, uh, Riker and Troy, they're always on, off, on, off, on, off. Number two. And then in Picard, they're, I'd like, married. It. Why would you call him number two? Because he is. It wasn't much of a scrubs. Hey, number one, hey, number two. Because he but, is. <laughs> like, I'd be annoyed. Like, if I was at work and my boss just kept calling me my job title. Uh, it's just what his number is. Why? Who's number three? Data. Who's number four? Technically, Councillor Troy. Who's number five? Probably War. Does this mean that some poor fucker scrubbing out the like engine room is number four person six? Right. This annoys me with Star Trek Generation. There's an episode where they basically say that technically Troy, uh, Troy. I don't know what I thought I was talking about then. I thought Total War Troy. No, and Troy is is the counselor. She's a fucking nobody. I'm sorry, she just is. But she's a commissioned officer then. So in one of the episodes, if everyone else is fucked off, they've gone to Greg's. Troy, and in one episode, Doctor Crusher's in charge. Why? (laughs) She's on the bridge in charge, and it's like, where's fucking Worf? And where's what a badass. even Geordie, who's the worst character on the show? Put him in the fucking charge. <laughs> like there must be some, there must be someone of the extras, like the the regular extras, who can sit in the goddamn chair when everyone else is off pissing into the fucking wind and doing science. <laughs> just just in the nineteen fifties in the holodeck. Yeah, oh, I, I skipped so many holodeck episodes. There's one holodeck episode where Q puts them and some random woman that Picard's with into the holodeck, and it's a Robin Hood episode. And I was like. I can guarantee that Jean-Luc Picard, sorry, Patrick Stewart, <laughs> yeah, wanted this episode just so he could, he could read some Shakespeare or fence or shoot, <laughs> shoot a bow and arrow. I can guarantee you. To me, the holodeck's like a, a writer's wet dream, though, because you're basically, right, we're on a spaceship in space with finite resources, but there's a whole props department over there. Fuck, what have you got in this week, Frank? Uh, tights and some bows and arrows, holodeck! <laughs> It'd be fantastic. I don't think there's a holodeck in, Vo- in the Voyager ship. I mean, what? I don't know. I don't think there is, so I don't know if there are holodeck episodes. Every time I mention Voyager to Mark, he always tells me about how there's three episodes where the ship's fucked and continually gets shagged and they're trying to repair it and it's continually getting shagged over like three days. So that was supposed to be an entire season and it would have been the greatest season I've ever Isn't that the plot of Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> Just with some... A ship slowly going through space. Yeah. Oh, I hate those. Don't get on to Last Jedi. Anyway, so talking of Shagged... I, can't, I like I've, the Last talking, Jedi. I'm to watching Voyager, and talking of Shagged, I can't wait for Seven and Nine to appear in it. <laughs> I mean... Not to get all woke, but what the fuck is that outfit? 
good thing she hasn't got any sense of humanity because she normally will look herself in the morning and go, what the fuck am I wearing? Like, just, no. Uh, yeah, it's a bit... It's a, They clearly put her in and then then an outfit to get the male... Uh, hang on, I'm just going to say the male demographic. Who the fuck else was yeah, Star Trek? Yeah, there. <laughs> That's what I was like. At least if it was a, like, an attempt to attract a male fan base, you'd be like, okay, fair enough. But the fact that the fan base is already, especially at the time, predominantly male... Hmm. It's just weird titillation and it's a bit creepy because it's just like Janeway's not dressed like that. No, but she's kept, she's number one. And none of the none of the, number two, what, b- banana, banana. Wait, it's wait. bad. I've watched about four episodes of Voyager. No, about to about six episodes of Voyager. I've skipped two of them <laughs> immediately because <laughs> I didn't like them, and I don't like any of the crew. Straight away, I don't like. I, do you know what I'm doing though? I'm doing a classic thing where I'm going. Where's Riker and his trombone? <laughs> I'm like, I remember once I came home from studying A-levels uh, I was in I was sixth form doing A-levels and then I sat down put telly on and Voyager was on and I understood the science terms the doctor used and was like I'm a genius <laughs> I remember calling Lee going Lee I'm watching Voyager and the doctor's talking about nucleotides and he went what we know what that is and I'm like yeah we do <laughs> you can't be really excited about it and then just carry that. Uh, well, do you know what, Ryan? Just like Star Trek boldly goes where no man has gone before, we need to, we need to boldly go into this mansion. We've been in it, Neil, the whole time? No, we've just been in the lobby. Oh, the lobby? <laughs> yes. Which stair you can see. Go? <laughs> um, well, we've got to boldly go into this mansion. And do you know what? If you do find this recording, it means we've survived. And you can listen to us again on Critical If Guess. they find it, we mean you survived. If they find it, we're fucked. No, they'll find it on iTunes and all the wonderful places so, and the links where it's... Oh, how good was that link? Look, if you're listening to this... Yes. We might be dead. Yes. Or we're not dead. Yes. And we put it there. So if the people that found us, or your phone, put this on our how do, Okay, how do you know someone else, it isn't someone else's phone and they were listening to this podcast in the mansion? What, so someone secretly opened the stairs in a mansion and they recorded it. Maybe Mark sends everyone to this mansion to get PS5s. Who knows? <laughs> We've got you have now. <laughs> it's just gonna come out in a bathroom twirling the the tide. <laughs> oh my god, there's actual zombies here. God damn you, Mark, what have you led us into? Right. I don't know where Ryan is, but I'm going to run out of this mansion right now. I'm going to get straight onto Twitter at critical underscore geeks, and I'm going to go straight onto Anchor and, of course, the iTunes podcast store and listen to more podcasts in Ryan's memory. God bless you, Ryan. <laughs>